up and get excited, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bright Lights Podcast. I'm your host, Deegs, joined as always by my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Mahoney. What's up, dude? And PT. What's up, everyone? Gentlemen, we have a shit ton of things to talk about on this podcast. Uh, It's going to be nice and girthy, nice and uh, full of content, full of information for you guys. Real quick, before we get into it. Let's talk about. Um, I have to plug some things. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Bright Lights Pod, Facebook, same thing, Bright Lights Podcast. We're on Patreon now. Check us out there. Instagram. We're doing a lot of Instagram work now, aren't we, Mr. Mahoney? Yeah, that that we are, and it's looking quite sexual. At Bright Lights Pod on Instagram, and as always, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode. If you like what we're doing, five-star ratings, comments, let us know, baby, so we can get better at our thing. But, uh, dude, we have so many things to talk about in here, it's so let's just get episode. going. It's going to be a good the episode. It's going to be a good episode. The first one, the very first thing, uh, this is probably, like, the most sexual thing that's ever happened This is, like, to me. the it, best thing that's ever happened in baseball. I, it's 100% the best thing that's ever happened in baseball. Uh, if you guys didn't hear, Tyler Skaggs, pitcher of the Los Angeles Angels, unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago. Uh, very sad. You know, anytime that uh, anybody passes away, it's very sad. So rest in peace to him. But in the first home game back after his passing, I believe, everybody wearing number 45, the Los Angeles Angels throw a combined no-hitter uh, Mike Trout hit a home run on the very first pitch Went 450 he saw. feet to 45 Tyler Skaggs. There is some weird, like, spiritual shit that happened yeah, in this it game. Was like, it was like the first no-hitter thrown in Los Angeles in, like, uh, uh, it was just like a bunch of things. Did you hear about on. that, though? The last yeah, no-hitter was thrown on the day Tyler Skaggs was born. There was so many, like, different things going on. And didn't they score like thirteen runs? They and, scored like, seven runs in the first inning, and score and finished with thirteen. And Skaggs' birthday was July thirteenth, seven thirteen. Like you cannot make this stuff up. This is like the greatest thing ever. Like it was just so emotional. I went to sleep the night before, and I woke up and I, I texted you guys. Like, dude, that it was just it, it was incredible. Like it was the most beautiful thing ever. If you don't think baseball is like the most beautiful sport in the whole entire world, you're with dumb. all these things going, you're so dumb. But I mean, that was awesome. That was absolutely incredible. So uh, it was. It was. I can't even put it into words. The feelings that that made me feel right there. Uh, some quick trades to cover. Literally, probably about forty-five minutes ago, Homer Bailey traded to the Oakland Athletics. Not a good his deal. Numbers, his numbers aren't great, but in his last seven starts, he's been respectable at least. And the A's are not paying him that much money, so kind of a sneaky pickup. This next one really pisses me off because I was sitting at work and I got like a breaking news notification, and like I'm like, "Holy shit, what happened?" And then it was like Andrew Casher to the Red Sox. And, like, Andrew Kashner is just absolutely horrible no, baseball. No, not true. This oh is where God. we're going to disagree. Why? Why do you think he's Andrew good at Andrew Kashner is pitching for the Baltimore Orioles, right? The Baltimore okay. Orioles in a hitter-friendly ballpark. Let me throw some numbers okay. at you. You would, think, you would think that his numbers would be blown out of the water. But yeah. here, here are his stats for this I'm year. I'm looking at his numbers right now. They're not actually horrible. They're not. It's a 3.8 ERA, uh, 96 innings pitched. How many wins does he have? I know wins don't matter, but with the Baltimore Orioles, they do. He's got nine. He's, he's got nine. He's nine and three. 
the the or, the Red Sox don't need a one or two. They need a four or five, and I think Andrew Kashner is exactly what the Red Sox need, and they got him for really cheap too. It's not right. like now the problem is though is that if they do go after a Marcus Stroman or uh, or any other big name pitcher, I've heard talks that if they want to get a big pitcher, they're gonna have to give up one of their young superstars. Here's here's what I'm gonna tell you about Andrew Kashner. Okay, first of all, he's 32 years old, so yeah, he, he's um, you're having. He's having the best year of his career right now at 32, yeah. which is – that's just bound to regress, okay? Well, yeah. Last year, 5-2-9 ERA. The year before that with Texas, he was he was pretty solid. I mean, he's still – he's always been a guy that gets hit hard. The command is never good. That year, he struck out 86 guys and walked 64, so that sucks. 5-9-8 the year before that. 4-7-6 the year before that. 5-2-5 the year before that. 4-3-4. Pardon me. His best year was, was, was with the Padres in 2014. But like, Hell yeah. He's, Go he's Pods. Just, he's just not good at baseball. Like there's, like, there's nothing good about this guy. He's above and average. I would say he's a 5, and it's very possible that I could see them using him out of the bullpen. No, and because, I think they will use him out of the bullpen at the end of the uh, – during playoffs. Which is very interesting. Because he throws hard, and I feel like if you let this guy eat for one inning, it could be it could be super interesting. But um, that's it for like basic baseball news now. Because PT is mighty quiet over there, and I want to hear his beautiful voice. We're gonna get into uh, a ton of stuff. We're yes. gonna throw a ton of stuff at you. We're gonna talk about surprises, disappointments, uh, some things we expect to see, and then we're gonna go back and look at our predictions. For every single yes. award that we did at the beginning of the year, and then we're going to give our midseason awards moving forward. So, how we're going to do this? Let's start this out. Each of us is going to give you a surprise, a disappointment, and one thing we expect to see moving forward. So, PT, you can start this off, honey. What is your one surprise of the first half of this season? So, um, obviously, I think it's on a lot of people's lists. Um, the Minnesota Twins um, kind of just came out of nowhere, obviously. Um, and they're just running the Central up. Um, no one really can catch them right now. They're in a really good position to win the division, even at even at the beginning of the second half. So um, I definitely believe that they are one of the biggest surprises of the first half. A hundred percent, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. I thought the Twins were going to be good, but I'm pretty sure all of us picked the Indians to win this division, and like Minnesota is just just running away with it right now. There's seven and a half games ahead of the Indians. They're actually playing each other right now. Their run differential is plus 122, that's which is just unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable. Absurd. It's absurd. And that's what we thought the Indians would be doing with this um, division, and it's just totally flipped the scripts. Yeah. All right, Mahoney. What's uh, a fuck, dude? I know what your surprise is, but yep. just go ahead and tell yep. me. My surprise, <laughs> Lucas Giolito. And if you disagree with me in any way, you have not been watching baseball at all. In 2018, Lucas Giolito was statistically the worst starting pitcher in all of baseball with a 6-1-3 earned run average. Uh, he gave up 118 earned runs, which led the league, and he led the league also with 90 walks. At this point, this uh, last year completely, he had 125 strikeouts, and right now at the All-Star break, he has 120. So he needs five more to break last year's total. Uh, his earned run average right now is a 3.1. Not pretty, pretty good. Not amazing, but very good. Uh, has two complete games this year. That's pretty good. 
But the most important fact is that the White Sox needed a starting pitcher to take a leap. Lucas Giolito took that leap. We all thought it was going to be Ronaldo Lopez. Right now, he actually is the worst statistical pitcher in the league. So the White Sox just can't catch a break with uh, worst statistical starting pitchers. Yeah, players. I was going to say, I mean, there's a trend going on here, buddy. Who's going to be the next guy? I, who knows? Maybe they bring back James Shields to take that role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but Julio's been really good, man. Um, the walks are down. I think that was kind of his big problem. Yeah, he's he only got walking. 30 right now. Well, not only. I mean, that's still a decent amount, but he's got 30 right now, which is a third was, of what he was his total last year. He was walking way too many guys, leaving too many balls over the plate, getting hit way too hard. So it's good to see him kind of take that leap for you guys over there and potentially be a, uh, a one or two as you guys progress into contention. Yes, sir. My surprise – I think this is like probably one of the more surprising things. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. Is the fucking Texas Rangers, dude? Yeah. They're fifty and forty-three. They are right in there in the American League wild card. They're only two games back of a wild card spot. Um, I honestly thought this team was going to be absolute dog shit this year. Uh, they uh, yet again rebuilding, but they've had guys like Joey Gallo, Runetto Doors oh, having a good Gallo's year. Gallo's the man, dude. Nomar Mazzara, Mike Miner, what the fuck's that about? Mike Miner's like 40 years old, and he's like borderline an all-star. So, yeah. I mean, they've totally turned it around. We could, de- I could definitely see them. That that wild card in the American League is a major toss-up right now. Yes. So, if if they make the playoffs, like that's going to be probably one of the more incredible things that, that's happened in a really long time because absolutely nobody thought this team was going anywhere this year with their pitching and just like a bunch of just – random ass players but they've been super solid hunter pence has been incredible for them this year so that's just one of the things that really jumped off at me was how good the texas rangers have been this year let's move on to the negative i know we don't like to talk about the negative here no, we're always podcast. positive but sometimes you gotta shed some yeah. light on the negative sometimes shitting on someone is warranted so pt <laughs> go ahead buddy all right so my disappointment of the first half is craig kimbrell um for many reasons first off this man did not sign until two months before the first half was over. I'm sorry, but that's bullshit. Um, any free, uh, any yeah, it free is agent, true, though. It is like, bullshit. It's, it's so stupid. I mean, like, we're watching, everyone signed in the NBA's free agency, and it's, it's almost in it's two days. a week. In two days. Yeah, two, they all signed in two days. So I think it's complete bullshit, um, and it's kind of showing, too. Um, I don't understand. I don't think anyone could take the first half off and, come, and expect to come back and be the person you were last year um he did about a month down in the minors and he did all right um but then he came up and he just wasn't what everyone was expecting him to be yep. um he his velo was down he wasn't he just wasn't craig kimbrell nope. um and i believe that's why he's was the dis- disappointing um person or thing of the first half yeah this is this is one thing that's actually extremely concerning to me and uh, for Craig Kimbrell. So he's been up in the big leagues for since what? 2010, yeah. right? And never once in his career has he given up more than seven home runs in a whole season. He's given up uh, less than four, one, two, three, four, five, five times in his big league career, five times in nine years. This, this, this so far this season, in four and two-thirds innings, he's oh. already given up three jacks. And I don't care what you say about the baseball. That's concerning. That's a, that's rust right there. And it's a very small sample size. Only four well, and two-thirds innings. And five earned runs in four innings. Yeah, and he gave up, like, like he gave up, um, 
nuke shot to Josh Bell. And yeah. like Craig Kimbrell is borderline unhittable, like the past five years. So I'm I'm kind of three walks too. too. Three walks I'm, is nothing to be proud I'm kinda, about. I'm I'm kind of worried a little bit, man. I think the Cubs with their they are going to be in payroll hell the next couple of years. And this guy this guy better figure it out hell. real quick. This guy better figure yeah, it out real sure. quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mahoney. All right. My disappointment, and honestly, I'd say the this whole NL East has really been disappointing, but I'm going to shed some light on the Philadelphia Phillies. I can also wrap the New York Mets in this also. Uh, sorry, draft neck, Mark, but it's true. They've been absolute dog shit. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, they, every, everybody thought as soon as they signed Harper, they got all these uh, Segura, JT Realmuto. They're like, oh, they're going to run away. This. Huh? McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Yeah, sad to see McCutcheon hurt. But, yeah, you're right. McCutcheon was one of those big additions. They thought, oh, there's no way that they lose the division. Well, here they are right now after the second half sitting eight and a half games back. And they went on a terrible stretch before the All-Star break. Uh, They're 47-45, only two games above 500, So they're above average by two games. But for them to be playing as bad as they are with the money that they've spent and Bryce Harper's kind of picking it up a little bit. Still, definitely not being the player that they expected, or the person, or the player that should be playing up to his payroll. Uh, the Phillies just have been completely disappointing. Their pitching's been dog shit. One of my predictions of the year we'll see later involved Aaron Nola. That shit's not happening. That's for sure. He's been incredibly <laughs> disappointing. Uh, their bullpen's been awful. The only spotlight was Hector Neris. He was good for a month, and now he's back to being absolute dog shit. Uh, they didn't get any bullpen help. Uh, they didn't get Kimbrel. They didn't. They, they they got pieces for the offense, but the pitching definitely lacks. Arietta is not the same Arietta. So now I'm done with the Phillies. I know you said that we could add two pieces to this, so I'm gonna add a second piece. I'm gonna add the New York Mets. You guys can pitch into this kind of a group thing. They're 41 and 51, 10 games below five, or yeah, two 10 games below 500. They're absolutely awful. They're 15 games back. I remember when they made all those trades, and again, us looking stupid, we were all New York Mets, stand up. They're doing good. They're looking good. They look like they're going to make a run for this division. And right now, they're at the point where they got to start thinking about tearing it down a little bit. They got an aging Robinson Cano. They've got they've had some big bright spots on that team, though, too, though, and Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonzo. Yes. Jacob, Jacob DeGrom has been great. Not the Cy Young Jacob DeGrom, but still, I think he's, what, three-point-something ERA. Nothing to be, like, upset about. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, is he, he's back, right? Is he back? Who? Noah Syndergaard, because I know he's hurt for a little bit. Yeah, he pitched, he, he's pitching today, I think. Okay. so or he pitched today. I know he's one of the big trade candidates right now for that team. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go. But knowing the Mets are not going to tear it down, they're just going to keep trying to make it work like the yep. White Sox used to. It's not going to be good. If I was the Mets, I would just say, don't go in a complete teardown because you're still the New York Mets. The White Sox are kind of dog shit, and they don't have a lot of fans. The New York Mets are – they're the New York Mets. They're part of New York. Uh, so they're probably going to keep – they got to keep Pete Alonso. they got to keep Jeff McNeil. they got to keep DeGrom. But Noah Syndergaard I could see as an expendable piece. Robinson Cano also. Edwin Diaz I can even see getting shipped yes, out. that's the guy that I want to talk about, dude. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about him. 
Edwin Diaz, okay, last year just dropped dick, 57 saves. I, I mean, legitimate chance he was going to break the, uh, the all-time saves record or whatever. This year... He's one in six, which as a closer, if you lose a game, yes, like you, that's a it's entirely save. your yeah. fault. It's entirely your fault. It's nobody else's fault but yours. He has a five three five ERA with a one point four four three whip. Huh. To put that into perspective, <laughs> last year he had a one point nine six ERA with a point seven nine one whip. He got Cy Young and MVP votes last year as a closer. This year, it's just been absolute shit. It's been a shit show. Oh, Not it's been even so him. Bad. The whole bullpen has been a shit show. Yuri's Familia, Robert Gazelman, they've been awful. This mm-hmm. team leads all of Major League Baseball with blown leads, and it's not even close. Oh, like, yeah, I'm no, a not Padres even. fan, and you guys are White Sox fans. And our teams haven't been good for a really long time. They're starting if to turn the quarter, a, though. If I was a Mets fan, I would hate my life. Oh, I yes. Would, I would probably be, like, borderline mentally insane. You know what? They're going through what the White Sox – PT, I know you remember this. Back in 2016, we were leading the division by, like, 10, 15 games. And then month before the All-Star break, shit hit the fan, and it, it just didn't work out well for us. Yeah, that, that was a shit show. On that they're, show. Just, they're just dog shit. And I'm sorry, I love Giraffe Neck Mark, but picking these guys to win the World Series? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, that's worse that's... than any prediction we've made on this podcast cool. in the history of Bright Lights Podcast. And, and I remember us like talking about how this division was just going to be a fucking drop. It's not. It's not. It's one thing. team. It's, it's, it's one just team. a big fucking pillow fight right now, dude. It's, it's, it's one it's team. It's a pushy show, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Braves and everybody else. Well, yeah, so the Nationals are starting to turn the corner. I could see them kind of. They're seven games back. They're seven games back. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I hate the Mets, so let's move on. My disappointment, <laughs> honestly, probably one of the more disappointing things all season. Yes. Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians. This guy has been top three MVP voting his the last two seasons in 2017 and 2018. This year, he just decided to just fucking take 2019 off. He's slashing 222, 309, 354, eight bombs, 36 RBIs, an OPS plus of 74, which is below average, a 0.8 war, which for a guy who's like a 7-8 win player is horrible, a 72 WRC plus, which you guessed it, is below average. And, I mean, he's just been absolute dog shit. How the Indians are in the playoff race right now without this guy playing well is beyond me. The yeah. only thing he's got going for him is the fact that he's has a proven track record of being a good hitter. So I could definitely see him turning it around here. If he does turn it around, very possible Cleveland sneaks into that wild card because Frankie Lindor has been his normal self. Carlos Santana is just going fucking bonkers right now oscar mercado's playing well and obviously they're pitching while it's been kind of damaged it's been better shane bieber shout out to shane bieber shout out has, shout out Biebs. has been has been awesome for them this year so so we'll see what happens but i mean to call him and his first half not disappointing would just be stupid because it was absolutely depressing let's move on pt uh this Next part is going to be some things we expect to see moving forward, whether it be good, bad, somebody falling off. So, PT, what do you got for us? Um, I've got Pete Alonzo, the home run derby champion, breaking Aaron Judge's rookie home record of 50. Um, This man had 30 home runs in the first half, and he is on pace to hit 60 home runs this season. Um, That would be unreal. 
Um, and I definitely think that he can definitely get to 50. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think there's like almost no chance he doesn't hit 50. Like, I kind of feel like a douchebag saying that, and I don't want to jinx Pete Alonso, even though I kind of hate him. But he's just been insane. Like, what he's been doing is completely out of this world, and I, I just don't think there's a chance in how he doesn't hit 50 home runs. At least. At least 50 home runs. Yeah, I agree. He's at what right now? 30? 30. 30 31, something like that. Yeah, yeah. so this, is kind of, this isn't really an interesting one, but I got the Boston Red Sox not making the playoffs. Yes. They're they're in a totally they're in a huge hole right now in the American League East, and in the wild card, they're what they're two games back, which is very disappointing for the Boston Red Sox. Even to even say that they're not in a playoff spot right now is disappointing. But the fact yeah. that they're behind the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics, I mean, the Texas Rangers are a half game behind them. If you would have said that at the beginning of the year, Boston fans would have lost their shit. They do this every single time they win something, too. You remember the one year they won the World Series? I think it was 2013. 13. And then they lost like six, like they lost like 100 games the year after that. Like they do this every single year. This is honestly like on paper Sandra Bogarts, Rafi Devers, Michael Chavez, uh, Mookie Betts, Andrew Benetton. Their pitching's Chris awful. Sam, Rick Porcello. Like this is one of the more talented rosters in all of baseball, and it comes down to the same thing that it's came down all season long. Their bullpen is fucking garbage and they don't have any assets but trading away Rafi Devers, which they're not going to do, or Michael Chavez, which they're not going to do, to go get bullpen help. So this team, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they're kind of in a fucking, they're in purgatory right now. They have nothing, like, they just can't do anything to get out of it, man. It's disappointing. Every time the Red Sox win something the year after that, they shit themselves completely. So, that's a good one. I fucking like that. Mine is going to be just like PT's, but it's going to be a different guy. I think we're going to see Christian Yelich hit 60 home runs this year. And here's yes. why. He plays in an absolute bandbox of a stadium. The ball flies out in Miller Park. It's, it's short porch in right field, and he's left-handed, so it's pull city. He's got 31 home runs in 84 games, which is which in itself that's, is very fucking impressive. That's godly. Yes, that's godly. but he's, <laughs> like, we know he's a second-half player. We know what he did last yeah. year. We, we, he single-handedly brought the Brewers and himself into an MVP conversation and willed the Brewers to the playoffs. Right now, Milwaukee is – I don't I don't think they're in first place. I'm not really sure that they're uh, – I would be shocked fact right check. now. Mahoney fact check coming at you. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the Cubs are in first place, but I could definitely be wrong. No, yeah, they're half a game back. No, they're a game and a half back, actually. Yeah, a game and a half actually. back. Minus 19 run differential. Their pitching sucks. Their pitching was a little bit better last year. The bullpen's been bad too. But this guy's going to have to go nuts again if if Milwaukee's going to make the playoffs. And I think he has it in him, man. He's, he's, he's got that dog mentality to put his team on his back. He's a second-half guy. And I, I'm not going to be surprised at all if he launches 60 jacks, especially with how the ball is flying this year. So that's it, man. That's our little little blurb segment. Now we're getting into the meaty, the girthy, oh. the girthy part of the podcast. We're going to go back and look at our midseason awards for the American League and the National League for every single award we gave out at, at the beginning of the year. Yep. We're gonna, you can roast us. We're gonna roast ourselves. <laughs> but yep. um, all right. So rookie of the year, American League. Let me scroll up on the dock here. Mahoney, you had Eloy winning it. Yep. PT and I had Vlad winning it. So, yep. my pick now, 
I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with Vlad. Okay. I think he is he, going he, to he's got to he's got to really turn it up this second half. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of a weak rookie of the year class. It's basically Vlad, Vlad yes, and and Brandon Lau, I guess. So, wow, I think disrespectful, Diego. Disrespectful. I think he's <laughs> going to feed off that derby performance and just go bonkers. I think he's going to hit 20 jacks or 20 or more jacks okay uh yeah i mean he's like the talk of the town right now yeah that 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 first round performance he had and in the derby was incredible so vladimir guerrero jr is my pick to win the american league rookie of the year yeah uh vlad guerrero is two for 11 right now so maybe he turns it around a little bit maybe he turns it around here's the thing like he's everyone says the home run derby is a jinx too yeah. So I hope that's not. I hope that's not the. Well, in that case, that Pete Alonso is not going to hit 50 home runs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then in that case, Matt Chapman's going to hit fucking 100 then. Yeah. He is. Let's go, <laughs> Matt Chapman, baby. All right, Mahoney. All right. So I picked. I picked Eloy at the beginning of the year, and I picked him mostly just because for the White Sox and everything. But like you said, Diego, it's a weak rookie of the year class. I think there, there's four. Four guys, you can maybe even throw in a fifth, that really have a shot. You got Brandon Lowe, Eloy, Vladdy, Michael Chavis, and if you want to throw in Turnbull for the Tigers, uh, he's not really a part of it, though. But Eloy Jimenez, 16 jacks. Brandon Lowe has 16 jacks. Eloy's batting 250. Brandon Lowe's batting 260. Eloy's batting 244. Okay, get it right. Okay, sorry, 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 I rounded up. Sorry. But... (laughs) Their batting average isn't that different. Lowe's got some more RBIs, but he also has 30 or 40 more at-bats than Eloy. So it, it's going to be a tight rookie of the year class just because of how bad it a is. tight shitty. It, exactly. Okay. It's going to be tight shitty. Shit tight. Okay. So, <laughs> this is what I have to tell you right here. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at Eloy and Vlad's numbers hand in hand. Yep. Okay. Eloy is slashing 244, 309, 479. That's good for a rookie at least. OPS plus of 108 and a zero war in 234 ABs. Okay. Vlad has one less AB. Higher batting average. Higher OBP. Slugging is is less. He's got way less home runs, so I'll give you that. OPS plus is at 100, so it's relatively close. And he's a .7 war. So for you shitting on How does he have a .7 war? What has he done? Eloy's third base. That's why. Eloy's then move third. Eloy to third, then, and we'll talk. We'll so, have a we'll have no, discussion. You shitting on me for picking Vlad and telling me he's got to really turn it around. Their numbers are not that different. Again, so I think I think we're both wrong here, and PT's guy is going to win it. No, yeah, I think yeah, so, so too. I just didn't want to pick the same as everybody, and I wanted to yeah, okay. be the hometown boy. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have Brandon Lowe. Um, he has 16 jacks, like you guys said. Um, his batting average is 276, um, 49 RBI. So that's an average, average year for a rookie. Pretty good. Um, he's definitely it's really solid. Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Um, and it's like you said, this is kind of a shitty class. Um, I mean, you can kind of just uh, you can just put your, some names in the hat and draw it out. It's if you want to. No, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. Okay. Um, but, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll move on now because that's kind of shitty and just kind of – Yeah, PT, your guy is definitely going to win it, so, yeah. so good for you. You're going to win this one. I'm proud of you, kid. 
Tatis was a good pick, Deeks. PT Victor Robles isn't looking too good. <laughs> hey, 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 I was throwing my dick out there and seeing if anything would catch. You know, just Mark just my words. If Tatis didn't get hurt for that one month, it would be really, really close. It yeah. would be a super Well, that's close like ring. saying how Eloy got hurt for a month. Okay, yeah, it would be really close. Yeah. I, I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, if Tatis did not miss that month, which with the insane year he's having, it would have been way closer. But Alonso's going to win it. There's no way. Especially if he breaks Judge's record, there, there's just no chance he doesn't win it. Yeah. Cy Young, um, American League, at the beginning of the year, uh, Mahoney, you and me had Trevor Bauer. That didn't really – I mean, he's not having a, a Trevor Bauer year. He's, he, his ERA is like 3.3. He's not awful. It's, it's, it's 3-7. Yeah. So, but but like, let's, uh, listen it, so. let, let's listen to PT's pick. Let's listen to PT's pick. PT picked Chris Sale. Who, you hate to see it, man. You hate who, to see it. Hey, I don't blame you at all because he's like one of the best pitchers in baseball, but 4-2-7 yeah. ERA with a 1.1 whip. He's 3-9. Uh, yeah, just well. absolute dog shit start to the season. Um. So I can, for, you can't blame it on me. That's bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Chris Sale's a fucking pussy. Fucking dumbass, you fucking bitch. Thanks for Moncada. <laughs> Thanks for Moncada. So uh, all three of us had Justin Verlander winning it. Uh, he's ten and four right now. Two nine eight ERA. He's throwing tonight, so obviously a chance for him to either raise that number or probably lower it. Uh, just to be honest with you, he's incredible. 153 <laughs> strikeouts, 27 walks. He has the lowest whip in baseball at a .81 whip. I mean, Justin Verlander is uh, hes just absolutely incredible. He's like 36 years old. He's dominant. He's having like a, a career resurgence when he should be Whoa. completely dropping off a cliff. Yep. So, if, if Kate Upton was my wife, I, I, I would hope that I would be yeah. I would be 36 too. Yeah. I would be doing everything to please that woman. Oh, and he is. Yes, and he, he is. is. You are correct. <laughs> so, that was really simple. Uh, that's our Cy Young pick. Moving on, National League Cy Young Award. Oh, God. Uh, PT, you picked Scherzer, so that was good. Uh, I have Walker Bueller winning it. He's having a good year, but Mahoney. I shit Mahoney, the bad. Buddy. I shit the bad. <laughs> you really shit yourself here. Aaron Nola. Yeah. Aaron Nola, the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't blame you. He had a good he had a good 2019. But my guy Aaron Nola, I mean, his numbers aren't horrible. 363 ERA, uh, 133 strikeouts. The whip is awful. 1311 yeah. whip. He's walking too many guys. Uh, he's just been getting hit around. I'm going to be honest with you. So, yeah. not, not the greatest pick by you, no, guy. No, no, no. Not a good pick. Nope. But um, I picked Scherzer. I think, I mean, this is actually kind of ridiculous. He was on pace to strike out over 400 batters before he just recently hit the 10-day yeah. injured list. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, he's the only reason, basically, why the Nationals kind of found their way back into this playoff push. I mean, I don't think we can disagree with him being the best pitcher in baseball. PT, you had him too, so obviously yep. you you're yep. intelligent like me. Um, Mahoney, Mahoney, go ahead. Just fucking defend right. your 
So Granky pick. So no, 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 no. So my pick is Scherzer, but I wanted I want to throw Granky out there because I, I I don't think he's getting enough love for what he's doing this year. Oh, uh, he's been good. He's been very good. Uh, he's ten and three right now with the bad Arizona. Well, not awful. They're not awful. They're actually surprising us with how the good their record is. He's Second a, place right now. Yeah, he has a two point seven earned run average. Uh, strikeouts aren't that high. They're kind of dropping from uh, what it used to be when he was with the Dodgers. When he had that, uh, what was it, two hundred and twenty strikeout year? He's at one hundred and eight. So, you know yeah. what? He's not awful this year, and he definitely will be in the running for the Cy Young at the end of the year. And I think if he gets traded, he'll definitely turn it up with whatever team he gets traded to. Yeah, he's a guy that before was kind of like a strikeout machine, and now as he's gotten older, he's kind of like been more of a pitcher yeah. instead of trying to put guys away. So, I mean, he's been really solid. I, I hate the Diamondbacks, but, I mean, there's there's just no way to put it. He's been really solid. This is an award that we didn't do earlier on in the year. Manager of the year. I don't really know why we didn't do this, but yeah. we're going to start it off here in the American League. PT and oh, I got this right. No, absolutely no. PT and myself have Rocco Baldelli of the Minnesota Twins, youngest manager in baseball. I mean, there's only one way to put it. The Minnesota Twins have been awesome this year. By the way, the Tampa Bay Rays just lost a perfect game in the ninth inning. Oh, oh I hate to see it. it to, to, to the Orioles as well. Oh. You really Chris hate to say that. Did Chris Davis break it up or something? Yeah. No, it was, it was Richie Martin. But um. Ah, uh, Richie, come on, buddy. But Rocco Baldelli, I mean, the Twins' best, I mean, one of the best teams in baseball. We, we talked about their surprise start to the season and their really good run differential earlier. So, yep. Mahoney, I don't even know who this guy is. Like, what's <laughs> You don't know who Chris is? He, the Rangers he, Yeah, he's the manager of the Rangers in his first oh. season with the Rangers. As you were saying earlier, Diego, how shocking the Rangers have been. The man doing it all, Chris Woodward, the man doing with the strings, with the puppets and everything, that's Chris Woodward. He's having a great first year with the Rangers. Uh, He was the Dodgers' third base coach last year. Kind of turning it around this year with the Rangers. Did the Rangers really do much last year? No, right? No, they were dog shit. Yeah, so turning them around. Coming in, Chris Woodward, welcome to the show, baby. <laughs> if they make the playoffs, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. They made a ton of offseason moves, you know, like getting guys and, and bringing them in. The Rangers did nothing. Like, their biggest offseason move was, like, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn, who's, who's been, been amazing. Yeah, he's been incredible for them. So... Uh, in the National League, PT, you put, like, apostrophes. Does this mean that you agree with me and Mahoney? Yes, yes. I'm quoting what you guys put below me, so <laughs> okay. figure that out. Maybe. To a guy David, that everybody said should have been fired about a month ago. We said we should, that he should have been fired. Davey yeah. Martinez of the Washington Nationals. Uh, I mean, they were awful, like, probably two months ago. 23-9 and nine in June, and on their way into the All-Star break. They're seven games back of the Braves. Not sure they'll catch them, but uh, wild card is very much still in place. I was thinking about putting Mickey Calloway here just because the <laughs> fact that this guy still has a job is, like, manager of the year worthy enough. <laughs> But Davey Martinez has just been absolutely incredible. Let's move on to the most valuable player in the American League. Mahoney, you and I went with Alex Bregman, who right now, honestly, if Mike Trout didn't exist, would be the American League MVP. 
And PT is a pussy and went with the easy pick, which is Mike Trout. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm pretty sure I've picked three correct so far, and you guys have. I don't know if you guys even. Peter Limezo, bitch! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mahomes got him That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Mike Trout, uh, let's just go through his numbers here real quick. He's batting 306 with a 456 OPP, 668 slugging, and OPS plus very close to 200, which, if you guys were wondering, is like the best in baseball by far. 30 home runs, 75 RBIs. He's even kind of fucked around and stolen eight bases. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, He's the best player in baseball. He He's actually walked more times than he's struck out this year, if you were wondering. Uh, he leads the American League in home runs, RBIs. If he wins the Triple Crown, I'm honestly not even going to be surprised because it's Mike Trout. Yeah. And anybody who wants to tweet at us and say, DJ LeMahieu, fuck off. It's Mike Trout. He's he's the best player in baseball. But DJ LeMahieu has been very good. Yeah, what about Yeah. yeah but he's not anywhere near what Mike Trout is. Yeah, but yeah, true, but I, I wouldn't say fuck <laughs> them per se. No, fuck them. It's it's Mike Trout, and then it's the rest. Okay, it, that's it's just what it is. Diggs way or the highway. You guys yeah, I guess so. Diggs way or the highway. Yeah. Haven't figured this out. We've done like forty five episodes by now. Yeah. National League MVP. Oh, PT, poor buddy. Me and Mahoney <laughs> put uh, Nolan Arenado, which I mean, he's having a great year. PT, nice little Paul Goldschmidt pick. Oh, PT. <laughs> Uh, PT, you've had four right, but you've had two very tough picks so far. Yeah, uh, it's just not looking good for the guy from Rock Island. But, uh, Mahoney, you and I had Christian Yelich winning it. I mean, he's been incredible. If he hits 60 home runs, uh, there's no way he doesn't win it. PT, that's a really good pick by you, man. Really hard, too. Cody Bellinger, why don't you uh, defend this pick? I think this is, like like you said, um, this is going to be a really tight race all the way to the end. Um, if Christian Yelich can have the second half that he had last year, there's no way that he's going to get beat. Uh, but Cody Bellinger, he's, I mean, he had a great first half. Um, he just hit a dick slap last night on his birthday. If you guys didn't see that, that was a yeah, happy birthday, dude. Cody from Brothers. And, um, I don't, th- supposedly there was MVP chance ringing through Boston. So that's pretty crazy too. Um, but I just think that he's probably the only one that if there's any chance to be Christian Yelich, he can do it. Um, 31 home runs, uh, 110 hits, 338 batting average, 73 RBIs. That's still fucking godly. Um, it, it's going to be fucking close, but I think it, it's going to be goddamn Well, here, here's what's going to break the two apart. Whoever, if, if Milwaukee makes the playoffs, then Yelich will probably win it. Well, yeah, this is the thing. If there's no Christian Yelich with the Brewers, they would not even be close in the NL Central. But if the Dodgers didn't have Cody Bellinger, they'd still they'd be, be fine. Yeah, they'd be fine. They'd still be leading the NL West. Yeah, but no one's going to look at that, which is really stupid. And it really pisses me off. I feel like off. voters would. I don't know. I feel like voters are just going to look at Bellinger and Yelich and be like, oh, one of them plays for a team that's like 40 games up in their division, and one of them is probably not going to make the playoffs, and they'll go with Bellinger. Yeah. That's just kind of how I feel like what they do. But, yeah, I mean, you take Christian Yelich away from Milwaukee, they're a fourth-place team. Like, that's how valuable he is to them, you know? Yeah, so, I agree. All right, let's move on. Comeback player of the year in the American League. Did we do this yeah, one earlier? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, PT, shout out to you. You put you on Mankata. That was a good pick. Uh, Mahoney, Carlos Correa, who got hurt again. Yeah. And I, I had Miguel Cabrera, who's been – he's been – Dog shit. Yeah, he's been 36-year-old Miguel Cabrera. We have a full house here. All of us picked Yoan Mankata. Um as the resident 
non-White Sox fan here, why don't you guys just take the time to suck him off for a couple minutes? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah so yeah, go ahead. Mankata's. I've had this talk with multiple people, um, White Sox fans and not, but uh, he is the White Sox best player right now, um, and he is just kind of playing like we've all expected to him. Um, last year, he led the year, uh, the league in strikeouts, and he's just dominating. Um, from the right side, which is a lot better than what he was last year. Um, he's just making all White Sox fans feel much better. Oh, yes. And uh, you know what? It's great to see that he changed his approach. He he really worked at getting better. It's not like he just came back this year and, boom, all of a sudden he's God. Uh, but Yohan Mankata, he's not striking out as much. He's not looking at strike three nearly as much. He led the league in strikeouts last year. He's definitely not going to do that this year, which was really my number one concern going into this season, and everything else has been a bonus from him. So it's been a great season as a White Sox fan watching Yohan Moncada progress. Yeah, it's been really And he's comfortable at third, too. Yeah, he looks awesome at third base. The approach is the biggest thing because the strikeout numbers last year, I mean, he wasn't just on pace to lead the whole league. He was on pace to break the all-time record and shatter it. So the fact that that's gone, I mean, is really good. He's a switch hitter, right? Yeah. He should only bat left-handed for the rest of his career. Not true. Oh, is it really right? Is, is, is it the other one? No, no. Is, it's, he, no, it, he, he swings better lefty, but this year his righty numbers are up big time. Okay. Yeah, I'm no, he, he, yeah. He's, doing, he's doing last year – I agree. Last year, I was like, he should only pay, bet from the left side. But this year, he's been raking on both sides of the plate. Yeah, he's he's definitely evened out, and that's just making a more dominant hitter, in my opinion. All right, so that's that's cool. We all we all had Makata there. In the National League, uh, Mahoney, you had Daniel Murphy, who missed some time earlier, but he's been fairly solid for, yeah. the, uh, for the Colorado Rockies. I had Eric Hosmer, who, I mean, he's been better than he was last year, so that's cool. PT man, you're struggling big time. Hugh Darvish, big. Hugh Darvish was your comeback player of the year pick. Yeah, well, four seven two with a one point two nine one whip. He's two and four with a point eight WAR. I mean, Hugh Darvish. You only just think so. Yeah, you, but you only think that a pitcher at some point was somewhat decent would actually think it's yes. figured shit out, but I guess not. So, Hugh Darvish well, is a poor right? Fuck me for trying. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, man, whatever. You're just getting way too upset right now. Um, <laughs> my comeback player, I'm going to change it. I had Hien Jin Ryu, uh, but I looked at his numbers before this started, and he wasn't, like, really bad last year. He just missed some uh, time. Oh, fuck you, three. Diego. So I'm going to go Josh Bell. You just piece like of you. shit. Mahoney, you can uh, explain Josh Bell here. Thank I, you. I, I changed it up I last appreciate second. that. So, right, Josh Bell last year uh, – Hit 12 total home runs. He's already at 27. He had 62 total RBIs. He's already at 84. He batted 260. He's at 301. It's just an absolutely different. His strikeout numbers are way up this year, though. He struck out 104 times last year. He's already at 83 this year. Uh, he ha- He's not stealing bases like he did last year. He had two stolen bases last year. He's got none this year, so... Josh Bell, comeback player of the year for the NL. I don't really see anybody else. I guess PT, you've got an okay one, which is actually PT, the pick that you have, I want to talk about for a little bit. So, PT, go ahead. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I want to chime in on Josh Bell. Go here. ahead. Chime in. Um, if 
if Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich weren't having like astronomically crazy seasons, this guy would be the MVP, like hands down. Like he's the only reason why Pittsburgh, I mean, on top of Pittsburgh playing in the shitty division, yeah. is relevant at all. So it's been incredible. It's been a guy who at one point was one of the more highly touted prospects in baseball. He struggled really bad after his rookie season, and now he's turned it around and has been legitimately probably the best first baseman in the National League all year long. But PT, go ahead, buddy. You have to defend this pick right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's fine. Uh, so I had Sony Gray, um, and let me find. Um, okay, so Sony Gray last year. His ERA was 4.9, and at Yankee Stadium, his ERA was 6.98. That's fucking horrendous. And the Yankees uh, were done with him last year and traded him away, obviously, to the Reds. This year, in 17 starts, he's lowered his ERA to 3.5, which is not, still not crazy good, but it's way better than he was last year. And he also has boosted his uh, strikeout rate to 10.3. So, you know... Um, it's nothing crazy, but he definitely improved on last year. Definitely a big disappointment last year. So that's the, that's my uh, kind of comeback of the year. Yeah, not a bad pick at all. Uh, I kind of want to talk about – I want to ask you guys, did he deserve to be an all-star this year? No. No, I don't think no. so either. Not even close. I no. don't really – I think it was, was more he, of a fuck you to the New York Yankees that he was an all-star than anything. Was he their only rep or – because like every team gets yes. a rep, I, yes. I can't oh, think of anybody. You know what? Else. Yeah, I bet I bet you that's it. I bet you he was the rep. But I feel like you could have maybe picked from probably like Derek Dietrich. No, not even that. Like I feel like Amir Garrett is having a good season. Amir Garrett has a one point seven ERA and has been like one of the best relievers in baseball. I feel like you could have picked him over Sonny Gray. I, oh, wait, no, I, I it was just, Luis Castillo was, uh... Oh, yeah. So why the fuck was Sonny Gray an all-star? Because people are fucking idiots. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm confused. Yeah. Okay, anyway, let's go on to our final board, <laughs> the reliever of the year. Uh, we have unanimous here for the American League. Did we do this one earlier? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Okay, uh, in the American League, PT, you and I had Blake Trinan, who... I mean, he's been... He's hurt. He's been hurt all year. He's been okay. You had Adovino, who I honestly can't even tell you how he's doing. He's on my fantasy team. He's been pretty good this year. Definitely not a reliever of the year type candidate, though. Okay, I mean, it was a good pick. They got him pretty cheap. Get him at it. Oh, he's been he's been electric this year. 177 ERA. The whip's kind of high, but he always has struggled with walks. So, uh, that's obviously a, a good pick for you right there. Um... This time around, we had everybody correct. All of us picked Shane Green of the Detroit Tigers. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, he has a 1.09 ERA, 22 Won't saves. Won't be a Tiger for long, though. No, they'll definitely trade him. His whip is uh, .879 with 34 Ks and 33 innings pitched. I think he has the lowest qualified ERA. Yeah, he does because Kirby Yates is a 1.10. But, uh, I mean, Shane Green's been really good. He's going to bring a ton of prospects in for the Tigers, I think, which is a team that – it's just going to – they are in a shitty spot right now. But yes, uh, really good pick by all three of us there, I think. We got that one right. Um, in terms of the National League, PT, you picked Kimbrell, which uh, – out of babe. Yeah, and I already kicked my old ass for that. So we're yeah, and then Mahoney, you and I picked Josh Hader, but you can never go wrong with Josh Hader. Yeah, he hasn't been bad this year at all. 
No, but uh, the, the the clear cut only true pick here is Mr. Kirby Yates of yes. the San Diego Padres. Uh, Thirty disgusting. saves. Thirty saves. One point one zero ERA. Two point four WAR as a closer is just sexual. It's sexual. Very. Six strikeouts at forty one innings pit. A point eight zero five WHIP. He's only blown one save, so he's thirty for thirty one, which also sexual. And I mean, he's the best closer in baseball right now. Like, there's nothing much to put that. Like, it's just you just can't argue with 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 the numbers here. So, uh, again, good for us picking those guys. Um, but yeah, that's our midseason awards. That's all we got. Yes, sir. Uh, really girthy show. Really quality show. I think. I think we had some fun laughs, kind of looking back and shitting on ourselves for, for picking some guys. But uh, let us know if you like this episode. Make sure you again follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. Patreon, all the fun stuff. Thank you for listening. We're going to have a ton of content coming your way. So you want to hop on the Bright Lights podcast bandwagon now. And uh, have hop a good on, one, baby. Peace, Peace out. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.